Welcome to the weekly podcast, recorded live at Glory City Church, Brisbane. We hope you are blessed by this week's sermon. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. I, uh, I want to just read to you a scripture that I was reading in my personal time today. I've been going very, very slowly through the book of Luke. It's almost taking me a a chapter a week because it's so rich. The book of Luke is so beautiful. And I've been reading a lot of it in the Passion Translation, uh, which I really enjoy. And the book of Luke's so interesting. It's uh, just so rich and so wonderful. And he, how he, he brings out a, you know, like a story about a man and then a story about a woman and a story about a man and a story about a woman. And, um, and just the way that he... He shares the the good news is so exciting. But I'm in Luke 7 at the moment. And in Luke 7 verse 23, it says this. Jesus says, Tell John these words. The blessing of heaven comes upon those who never lose their faith in me, no matter what happens. And you know, that verse really just jumped out at me today because I believe the Lord wants to speak that to us. Uh, I had this very unusual dream on Wednesday. I had a couple of dreams and God often speaks to me in dreams. He's so kind. And I remember years ago, because when, I, uh, I, when I'm uh, on my bed, I'm often just praying, talking to the Lord, asking Him for help. And I remember years ago, when we first started the church, Tom and I, um, as a Sunday church, I was feeling a little bit overwhelmed with all the things and I was complaining to God actually um, and saying, Lord, this is hard. You know, I would be a really good 2IC. It would be really good if we had a senior pastor that I could just help. Or if we could, if, you know, there was already a church and I was invited to take it over, that would be easier than what you've asked me to do. And I was having a little complaint to the Lord. And then I went to sleep and I had this dream. And in the dream, I was walking and I was talking with this man who was my senior pastor. And I was talking to him about, now what do you think we should do about this? And he gave me so much wisdom. You should should do this and you should put this person in this place and you should do this. I was like, oh, this is so good. Okay, I'll do that, that's wonderful. And I woke up and I thought, oh, that was strange. And the Lord said, I'm your senior pastor. (laughs) I was so encouraged because that's what we are, aren't we? We are under shepherds, hallelujah, under the great shepherd. And ever since then, he's just been always willing to help whenever I ask. Problem is sometimes I forget to ask and I stress myself out for a while. And then finally in worship, I get a revelation. I should ask you about that. He goes, oh, so glad you asked. (laughs) Let me help you, hallelujah. But I was... um, I wasn't asking anything in particular for this first dream. But as I went, and I really believe this is a dream that speaks on multiple levels. Uh, And I want you to to listen to this because I believe the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you no matter what your current circumstance is. So in the dream, it was actually a very vivid dream as though I was watching a movie. And I got the sense actually it was like a, uh, going to be like a fairy tale. And I thought of Cinderella and I thought of Snow White. But then the movie started in my head as I'm dreaming. And it's like the introduction came and there was a portrait 
of a lady, of a, of a, um, a dark-haired lady. And, but as I watched, you know, it was like the cameo of the person. I watched her, and as I watched, she started to age, and she got older, and she got a few gray hairs in her hair. And then it went to the other character, which was a man. And in the same way, I watched him, and I watched him just get, a, get older and get a few gray hairs in his, on his head. And, um, and then I saw, I knew about the woman, uh, the movie began, and there was this woman who'd been waiting for a very, very long time for her prince to come, the, the husband of her dreams to come, and he'd never come. And, but then it switched to a picture of the man in his uh, apartment or wherever he was. And he also had just, it had just never happened for him. He'd been hoping that this would come about and it had never come about. And then the woman was out, went outside, it was nighttime, and she went outside into her front garden and she was interceding and praying. And, um, and then it switched back to the man and he, he was talking to the Lord and then he thought to himself, oh, maybe, maybe my promise is closer than I think. And he went outside and found the lady and they fell in love and came inside and the family was all inside and I was inside and I said to this lady, I said, isn't this wonderful? Isn't it wonderful? I'm so happy for you. And she was like, yes, I've been interceding and praying for this for a long time. End of dream. And I thought, it was so vivid. But that's a very unusual dream. But I believe that it's speaking on many different levels. Firstly, I think it is actually literally speaking to people who've been believing for a partner for a long, long time. And the Lord wanted to encourage them on Valentine's night. He wanted to encourage them not to give up hope. Like it says here, the blessing of heaven comes upon those who never lose their faith in me no matter what happens. Hallelujah. And um, I was thinking of uh, the story of Simeon in Luke chapter two. We can have a go there and I'll continue to share about some of the interpretations of the dream. But uh, Luke chapter two, Hallelujah, is really beautiful in the Passion Translation as well. Um, hallelujah. So in the dream, that, that was one level. And then another level of, of it, I believe that the Lord was speaking to, was people who've been believing for a promise for a long time and wanting to see a breakthrough come. And the Lord was wanting to specifically speak and say, I want you not to give up interceding and believing. And just as Tim was saying, declaring. You see, uh, the last, just before the dream began, I, was, I had these, uh, this idea of C Cinderella and Snow White. And the, in, the, in the fairy tale of Snow White, Snow White is killed and she dies before she gets awoken. But, uh, but this was a different story, a different love story. And the reason it was different is that this woman wasn't just sort of waiting, hoping someday my prince will come. She was 
She was actually declaring and, and interceding and, and she didn't stop praying. I believe the Lord was saying that there are people who you have a promise and the Lord wants you to actually wake up and not be passive, but start to pray into it, start to make declaration, not to grow weary uh, in your prayer and into your intercession because the, the breakthrough, the suddenly is about to come. Even in a night season when it seems like you can't see, when it seems like it's not gonna happen, though the vision tarry, Wait for it because it's coming. Hallelujah. But I also, um, I really felt that in uh, Luke chapter 2, that uh, this was relating to this dream as well and the story of Simeon. In verse 22, it says this, After Mary's days of purification had ended, it was time for her to come to the temple with a sacrifice according to the law of Moses after the birth of a son. So Mary and Joseph took the baby Jesus to Jerusalem to be dedicated before the Lord. For it's required in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be set apart, one for God. And to offer a prescribed sacrifice, either a pair of turtle doves or a young, two young pigeons. As they came to the temple to fulfill this requirement, an elderly man was there waiting, a resident of Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. He was a very good man, a lover of God who kept himself pure. Pure, Actually, Simeon means one who hears God. And the spirit of holiness rested upon him. Simeon believed in the imminent appearing of the one called the refreshing of Israel. For the Holy Spirit had revealed to him that he would not see death before he saw the Messiah, the anointed one of God. For this reason, the Holy Spirit had moved him to be in the temple court at the very moment Jesus' parents entered to fulfill the requirement of the sacrifice. Then Simeon cradled the baby in his arms and praised God and prophesied. And he goes on to prophesy about the Messiah. And interestingly, I, I love, and I've always loved this story. It's spoken to me very personally, but I believe the Holy Spirit is wanting to encourage us even through that dream and with this word that the Holy Spirit is looking to move some people into position for divine encounters. That there is a, a, a moving of the Holy Spirit that the Lord is not wanting us to slumber and just to sit and wait and see if it's gonna happen. I wonder if it'll happen. Hopefully it'll happen. When's it gonna happen? I'm just gonna sit here and wait. When are you gonna do something, God? But the Holy Spirit is gonna move some people into the right place at the right time. And He wants us to wake up. And as we are aware and awake and interceding, praying in the Spirit, listening to Him, looking to Him, He's gonna move you for some divine encounters in the coming days. Hallelujah. So moved by the Holy Spirit, he was in the right place at the right time and boom, there it was. Ah, oh, Mary and Joseph and the baby and he had this divine encounter. But then there was someone else who had a divine encounter. Um, as Mary and Joseph were hearing the prophecy from this elderly man that had been, you know, he'd been promised this for a very long time. Suddenly, um, a prophetess, verse 36, named Anna was also in the temple court that day. She was from the Jewish tribe of Asher and the daughter, daughter of Phanuel. Anna was an aged widow who'd been married only seven years before her husband passed away. After he died, she chose to worship God in the temple continually. For the past 84 years, she'd been serving God with night and day prayer and fasting. Now, if you do your sums, she'd been 
praying and fasting in the temple for 84 years. She'd been married seven years. She, she, this woman was not a young chick. While Simeon was prophesying over Mary and Joseph and the baby, Anna walked up to them and burst forth with a great chorus of praise to God for the child. And from that day forward, she told everyone in Jerusalem who was waiting for their redemption that the anticipated Messiah had come. Again, the Holy Spirit moved Anna into the right place at the right time. And what she'd been seeing for a long time suddenly suddenly was there, hallelujah. And I believe we are entering the season of the suddenlies, hallelujah. I can feel it in my bones. <laughs> and it's glorious. And people at the mindset of, well, I don't know if I've done everything right. I don't know if I'm, I'm qualified or, you know, if I don't know if I've been really, I feel like I've been in a bit of a spiritual slumber. I don't know if I'm really, you know, in that, that ideal place to receive the promise of God. But the Lord's saying, hey, if you'll just look to me right now, come on, it's here, I'm gonna move you and there's a divine encounter about to happen for you. Hallelujah. Shakaba. Hallelujah. You know, I believe too that the Lord is looking to really encourage people who have had what they think their dreams seem to die. That people who've thought, well, you know, I did believe that, but it's been, it's been a long time and it seems to have been a lot of times when it could have happened and it didn't happen and, you know, what's going on. And that disappointment that can bring heart sickness. But I believe the Holy Spirit wants to encourage you that you are in a season where you are going to walk like one who dreamed one who is walking in their dreams. I felt it, I heard it tonight in the spirit. You heard it too, Meg. Ooh, hallelujah. Holy Spirit speaking. That you will be like one who dreamed. As in, you are gonna be one who is, feel, is gonna say to yourself, I feel like I'm walking in a dream. Because it is going to be the fulfillment of what you have desired in your heart. And you're gonna think, I've longed for this so long that it's like, this is too amazing to, to fully sensorily comprehend that it's actually happening now, hallelujah. But the Lord says, you're coming into that divine season now, the season of the suddenly where you're gonna see the breakthrough and the promise come to pass, hallelujah. <laughs> I'd be taking that if I were you. Bear unto me, Jesus. <laughs> You know, I always say, if you don't quit, you win. And if you don't change, the, that means you, you don't change the subject. I remember um, hearing years ago when I was a young woman about um, Heidi Baker and how she'd go into a village and she'd say, bring me the deaf. And she'd, she'd pray for the deaf and the deaf ears would open and then she'd win the whole village to Jesus. And I'm like... I want to do that, God. I want to. I want that. I want that, God. I want that, God. And I went after. I want that, God. Anyway, I was in a, a meeting. I was probably uh, just in my twenties. I was in a meeting, and I found out I never knew my brother-in-law had a deaf ear. And I was in the meeting, and I just found out. Some Tom had told me some for some reason. Oh, yes, that's right. I was talking to him and he said, oh, can you speak in the other ear? That ear's deaf. I was like, deaf ear? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. 
Anyway, so I'm in the, in the meeting, and suddenly I feel like, I feel like I've got faith. I feel like I've got faith. I feel like I've got faith to lay my hands on his ear. Um, but I did, I was very, also very religious and really didn't know all the rules. And I felt like maybe it wasn't right for me to go and pray for somebody without the pastor's permission. By the way, if you have faith to pray for someone's healing, just go for it. You don't, you have my permission, go for it. So long as you're nice and you're kind and you do it all right. Uh, according to the Bible. Don't tell them that God said, you have to marry me or anything silly like that. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but I was like, okay, what do I do? I can feel the power in my hand. I could, I'd been reading Oral Roberts, you know, how he'd feel the power in his hand. I'm like, I can feel the power in my hand. I wanna put my hand on his ear. Oh, I, mean, I wanna do this, he's gonna get healed. And then I, I didn't know what to do. But then the service ended, and so I thought, oh, I'll go and tell the pastor. And he, he looked at me and went, oh, all right, well, uh, you know, go and talk to him and see if you wanna ask him if he wants you to do that. But by this time, I wasn't really feeling it in my hands so much anymore, and um, I went up to my brother-in-law, it was after the end of the service, and then he and his wife, and uh, my husband and I, and uh, someone else, I can't remember who, we all went into a back room, into an office, by this stage, I wasn't feeling it at all anymore. <laughs> and I went to put my hand on his ear and nothing happened. And he was very polite and said, thank you very much. That was nice. Um, I walked away and went, oh, it was just not how it played out in my head, you know. It didn't seem to happen. <laughs> I was really hoping that that would happen and it didn't happen. Um, but I'd, the desire was in my heart. I wanted to see that happen. But you know, now, I mean, this, even this month, I've seen two completely deaf ears pop open. I've seen so many completely deaf ears pop open. I've lost count of who, who the Lord has done that for. And, um, and it's as though every time it happens, the Lord's smiling, going, I didn't forget. I haven't forgotten, hallelujah. And instead of trying to figure out what did I do wrong, why wasn't it happened? God doesn't want us to fix our eyes on the why God, why, when God, when, how God, how but instead just to look to him and say, what's the Father doing? We're gonna do that, hallelujah. And not allow the disappointment of what you think should have happened rob you of what's going to happen, hallelujah. You know, I believe the Holy Spirit is looking to encourage you. And he's looking for you to stir yourself up to begin to be encouraged again. The Bible says that he gives us the desires of our heart. That means, you know, some people think, well, you know, I've got this desire in my heart, you know, to be married, but I don't know if it's the will of God. Maybe it's not the will of God. Maybe, maybe he wants me to have the gift of celibacy, but I really want to get married, but maybe it's not the will of God. I don't know. Is it the will of God? It's the will of God. Because if you want it, he's put the desire in your heart. He gives you the desires of your heart. When you are a born again believer, he has given you a clean heart with clean motives and he gives you the desires of your heart and he says, delight yourself in me and I'll give you the desires of your heart. In other words, don't get all stressed out and hung up and don't let disappointment creep in and rob you. He says, come to me, look at my smiling face, let's dance together, let's sing, let's enjoy my company. And he says, and I wanna bless you and I'm gonna give you all the desires of your heart. It's the book, it's the Bible, and it's glorious. 
And sometimes we get hung up with, oh, you know, well, I don't know about all this blessing stuff, you know, we don't want to get into that. Why not? I believe that the Lord is looking for us to so enjoy Him and open our hearts to believe that He doesn't tease you by putting desires in your heart to make you just uh, stress out or worry or get all anxious. He wants to bless you. He wants to encourage you. Hallelujah. And uh, when you are seeking Him first, when you are delighting yourself in Him, the blessings of the Lord don't add trouble to you. They don't become idols that you worship. They become icing on the cake. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the Lord looking to bless you with it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Though the vision tarry, wait for it. But that word wait is not a passive word. It's not a sit back and hope it happens. It's an actually looking to see, okay, whatever you say to do, I'll do it. I'm looking and I'm expecting to be moved by your spirit. What do you want to do? How do you want me to declare? What do you want me to speak? What do you want? I believe there's people who have been praying for spouses for a long time that are going to see them come in in the next six months, come into the kingdom. I believe that there's people who've been praying for unsaved loved ones for a long time. And and that, that word from Deborah today, that was powerful. Hallelujah. That you need to be like the father of the prodigal son and get up every morning and go looking for them in the spirit. Start looking for them. Start calling them out, expecting them, beginning to intercede with a hope, with a, a belief and a faith that I'm not praying as an orphan hoping something will happen, but I'm praying as one who has a kingdom promise and I'm going to declare it and I'm expecting it. Hallelujah. I believe that there's people needing financial breakthroughs, financial miracles. I believe there's people who've been suffering with sickness for a long time that the Lord is inviting you to say, come on, wake up. Let's get up. Wake up, bride. I'm looking for you to come on. We're not going to be victims anymore. We're not going to let... let uh, depression and discouragement cause you to miss out on this season of divine acceleration that I'm bringing you into now. Hallelujah. We are in a season of divine acceleration and He is pouring out His goodness on the just and the unjust. In fact, He's demonstrating His faithfulness to those who haven't been faithful. That's what he spoke to me. He is demonstrating his faithfulness to those who haven't been faithful. The Word of God says that even when we are unfaithful, he is faithful because he cannot deny himself. That's who he is. He's so good. And the Father is looking to manifest his kindness in such a glorious way that it's time just to let go and let him love you. Hallelujah. He's breaking the religious strongholds and the mindsets that you have to climb the mountain to get the prize. Instead, you just got to humble yourself and go, whoa, thank you, Daddy. Begin to delight in His goodness. Just begin to delight in His goodness with a hope and an anticipation of good. I love the way that um, Bill Johnson talks about uh, that, that, that faith is a joyful anticipation of of something good, hallelujah, that we need to be hoping and expecting that God is about to do something wonderful and deliberately fix our eyes, looking to see, looking to see what God's about to do. I believe that there is a supernatural awakening happening now. 
where God is waking you up because he's wanting to position you in divine, uh, for divine encounters, divine alignment for divine encounters. Hallelujah. Where you're going to be moved by the Spirit. You're going to be prompted to pray. You're going to be prompted to do things. You're going to be prompted to, to go places, to talk to people and watch and see what the Lord will do. Hallelujah. It's just a simple word tonight, but I really believe the Holy Spirit, <laughs> that the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. Hallelujah. Whether you're single, whether you're married, whatever you are walking in, there is a, a word of God for you in that, that it's an invitation to wake up and start to cooperate with Him. Hallelujah. I, I just really felt tonight that the Lord wanted to minister to some people. I'm believing for... Um, <laughs> Some wonderful testimonies. I, I got reminded yesterday as um, they said, oh, can you quickly do some intros and outros for... Um, some little testimonies, Nathaniel will shoot them and we'll add them into the program. And I'm like, great, Dylan, help me think of some testimonies that we could film of people who are in Brisbane that we could film that have been you know, verified. And Dylan's brilliant. He's like, yeah, yeah, boom, 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 boom. He's just got them in his head. I don't know how he does, but sent me through a whole bunch of just uh, testimonies of people that would be available. And, um, but one of them that really encouraged me, I, I had, I'd heard it before, but I'd forgotten. And it's easy to forget sometimes the wonderful things that the Lord does. Um, actually, Dylan, you could tell this better than I could. Come and tell the story. Would you do that? Awesome. Yeah, so um, I think the first time I heard this, um, I used to run the young adults here and I used to just get around the new people and there was this this one girl, she was young, she was I think 18 or 19 and um, she had really short hair, like 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 short kind of shape. So I went up to her and I said, Sarah, why don't you, um, why don't you tell me a bit about yourself? Just she was new to the community and I asked her to tell her about, um, tell her a bit about, you know, her story and um, I sat across the, the, um, the table from her, we were eating dinner and like the story just knocked me over. It was really, really amazing. She was, she had just finished high school and she had been um, diagnosed with Hodgkinson's lymphoma and it was really, really, really serious. It was stage three and the cancer had spread throughout her body and they were finding traces of cancer in her spleen and they were try uh, finding cancer in her liver, which is really, really, really serious. And um, they also, the cancer developed um, tumors and growth throughout her body. And there was a really a big tumor in her chest as well that was, um, from, what, from what I can remember, impacting her breathing a little bit. And um, she, her family had moved or had come down to Brisbane to get treatment from her. And um, she had gone through two... Um, sessions of chemotherapy in the November. She was di diagnosed in November 2015 and her family had brought her down and she had started her treatment. But then in January of 2015, her family had watched um, some of Pastor Catherine on Sid Roth and read a couple of books and heard some of the testimonies that were coming out of our church. So they decided they would come here one evening and they came here on a Sunday evening and then after church. Um, as a lot of you know, we get together in our communion groups and we pray for one another. And in the communion group, um, you know, people from our church prayed for Sarah. And um, 
And she went home that evening and she went to sleep and she had an incredible encounter with the Lord and she had an encounter with angels and she woke up and she knew that she was healed. So that, yeah, 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 that was faith in her. Yeah, so good. And um, the, the next week she went to... Um, she went to the hospital and she went to the doctors and they did a full body PET scan, um, which is they just look for, for cancer anywhere they can, you know, and it came back completely clean. Yeah. Yeah. So good. And it's been three years and it's still, it's still amazing. And every time I think about that, like it just blows me away, you know. And I spoke to her today and I was like, Sarah, your story is... Amazing, amazing, amazing. So, yeah, that was it. Hallelujah. I'll tell you, nothing is impossible. We're going to pray for a few people. I'm going to ask Meg and Pastor Daniel and Abby. You might want to come and help me. Uh, but then after we, after we do this, um, I'm going to get, I'm going to ask Aaron, if you will, and the team, if it's possible. Um, after, the team don't have to come straight away, but um after the, um, you can come now if you like, Aaron, but afterwards, if the team can come up, because I just feel like there's some people who need to dance for your breakthrough, that the Lord is actually uh, wanting you to, to make a declaration. Thank you, God. I am not going to live in slumber and the sleep of depression and discouragement and self-pity anymore. I'm going to shake off the shackles and I'm going to get up and I'm going to dance and I'm going to declare, thank you, God. I'm having that promise. Hallelujah. I'm having that breakthrough for you, said, and who are just going to enter into a spirit of intercession. And I believe the Holy Spirit is going to bring some uh, glorious breakthrough and set some things up uh, for you and through you. Hallelujah. So Meg and Daniel and uh, Abby, if you want to come, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Is the Lord speaking to you? Thank you for joining us. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the gospel to the nations, you can do so via our website, www.glorycitychurch.com.au. We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer need, please send us an email at info at glorycitychurch.com.au. We would also love to hear your testimonies. You can email these praise reports to info at glorycitychurch.com.au. God bless.